Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to part two of the year wrap episode of Australian Jams 2018. I'm literally fist pumping while I'm here. I don't. I'm clearly very excited by all of yeah. this. Um, I've still got soaps with me. Yay! At the Jam Factory. <laughs> I should make Feel that a thing. Feel free to use that or not. I I should use that on my big project next year. There you go. Yeah. Um, Starts here. I keep alluding to this big project, but you'll hear about it soon enough. <laughs> um, we're gonna do our second batch of songs and favorite gigs. From 2018, uh, we'll start with Sosa's first one. What, what's your first one for the second batch? Uh, this is Ruby Fields, um, and the song is called Dinosaurs. This song, this song kind of punched me in the gut the first time <laughs> I heard it. Again, like I'd heard of Ruby, I'd seen her play in 2017. What was the tour she was on with Gang of Youths? Was that last year? It's like Gang of Years and Fountainia. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. When did we get back from Singapore? Was that 2016 or 2017? It was last year, 2017. Last year. Okay, so I saw her play last year, and she was, like, super polite and just really, really genuine, and I was just like, obviously she's very talented, but I could see her becoming really successful but not losing any of that personality which was really cool anyway this song um it hit me so hard because it starts off kind of really um what's the word you 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 think it's going to be one thing but then it turns into something else completely and when that chorus hits it's like if you're if like I was listening to this for the first time, kind of distracted by other things, so I just had it on in my headphones while I was working, and it actually made me stop. I was mm. just like, "Wait, hang on, let me rewind it, rewound it." I say that like it's on a tape machine. <laughs> I just sat there and rewound it, replayed it with a pencil. Yeah, exactly. And um, and it's just it, it's just like a it's like a little bomb of just an unbridled emotion and when she's playing guitar it's like she's letting everything out and it's just stunning um definitely one of the best local releases from this year for me anyway yeah um and it made me kind of go back through her catalog and kind of chart where she started from up until this point and I feel like this song is a perfect Example of just how much she's progressed. She's definitely becoming more comfortable with, um, not just with songwriting, because she has, I mean, she was a good songwriter, I thought anyway, but I feel like this is a great marker of how much she's developed and how strong she's becoming. So I'm very excited to see what she does next year. Yeah. Um, The slow burn of this is kind of what makes it great. Totally. Um, I remember speaking about this with Mix on an episode. Um, he he's a big fan of hers, and um, I remember referencing that the guitar at the start sounds like it's going to be a Foo Fighters song. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if that was offensive or not, 
but that's just how it sounded to me, like start of Everlong kind of thing. Well, I mean, Everlong it, is one of the best songs ever written. Yeah, so. and the, the yeah that it could just be the chord she's using or the yeah. or anything like that, but or the key or whatever. But yeah, that's that's what is always in my head when I start to listen to this song. Um, but yeah, it's it's sick. She's it's great. So cool. She seems like a cool person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's hear a bit of you dinosaurs. Know, do you know who she reminds me of? Who? Georgia. Georgia from. Georgia Cook. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. I keep getting them mixed up in my head sometimes when I see photos. Shout out to Georgia. She's Georgia's one of the, the best, best people ever. Um, anyway. All right. Well, maybe we've got to meet Ruby and then decide if they're the same. Totally. Um, dinosaurs, Ruby Fields. Here we go. When I was little and all of the things I chose to love instead Okay, um, another person I interviewed this year for the podcast, I have seen um, her kind of grow from an artist that maybe was a little bit unsure of herself mm-hmm. through to the the two huge releases that she had this year. Um, Eilish Gilligan is, she's one of the most interesting vocalists we've got, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, is a huge string in her bow, but... Uh, she was always kind of not quite there with the the songs. It wasn't her songwriting that wasn't good. It wasn't all those things. Like, everything was great, but I think this year she's become confident in herself and what she can release, and she's been a little bit more raw with her songwriting, been a bit more personal with it, and it's changed everything. Yeah. Um, so she started out this year, I've, I've chosen Patterns as the song, but she, when I interviewed her, SMFY was about to come out. And um, she was she was visibly nervous about how personal the song was. Yeah. Um, but she was working with Japanese wallpaper with the production, and um, it was just bigger. It was just mm-hmm. bigger than anything she'd done before. And the kind of apex of the song was just wow. It was it was like a commercially produced song and all that kind of stuff. And then when she followed it up with patterns, um, I was just blown away. Uh, She's got kind of a quirk to her songwriting where nothing is ever quite as you expect it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and then what she's able to do with her voice over the top of that now really, really big production, it's just the complete package for me. Yeah. Um, she has great photos. Um, Julia takes them. Um, so And Julia's been a guest on the podcast this year as well. Um, it's just she's harnessing a lot of local talent to create a really solid product that she's yeah. releasing. Um, and I spoke with Liz on lo- the last episode, last normal episode, um, about Tommy Faith and his taste in music and all that kind of stuff. And she's she's one of the people that came out of his stable kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, she's, she's incredible. I hope that she keeps progressing next year and doesn't stall. Yeah. Um, she's released two really big singles this year. I hope that we get some sort of body of work from her next year as well. And, she can do a lot more of those things. Definitely. Um, yeah, I just get really excited by Eilish. I think that um, it, it takes a lot to put on the table what she puts on the table and yeah. that she does it in such a good way. It's just like, fuck. Again, I feel like it plays into this thing we've been talking about over the last episode and no doubt further on in this one. Um, just the amount of time people take to make things, but... Mm. It's not, you know, it's it, they're taking the time because they're constantly honing and refining what they do. Yeah. And I feel like that's a great sign of really strong musicianship. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with Eilish, again, hers is a name that I knew more of not for her music, just from, like, general industry things. Yeah. Because she's a publicist She's a publicist. Well. Yeah. Um, so when I finally got to hear her music this year, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's – it's awesome that she has such a strong 
musical identity yeah. that people are starting to become more aware of. Um, but also she's not... She's She hasn't fallen into the crop of... Well, a crop of Melbourne indie artists who are just kind of all lumped into the same yeah. package. Yeah. You know, she does have certain eccentricities about her music that I feel makes it really interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is how unique her voice is. Totally. Um, and it's something that if, if you listen back to the interview that I did, which I'll... I'll definitely be linking over the summer while I'm taking my break. Um, <laughs> my break. Um, it's planning something, I promise. <laughs> um, she she used to be really self-conscious of her voice and how it didn't sound like other voices and um, it was a bit too classical. But now it's definitely her strength. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that background has also... Uh, her brain works differently when it comes to writing a song. Um, Is she classically trained? I believe so, yeah. See, that's... I feel like, the, you know, throwing back a few years, that would have been, like, a possibly seen as a detriment for a lot of artists who are trying to break into the, I guess, the more indie-slash-pop world. Yeah. But it's possibly one of the best advantages you can have. There are a few. So Lupa J's classically trained, yeah. Montaigne. There are definitely... You can hear it, yeah. like... But it gives that different kind of... Totally. It elevates it so much. Yeah. Um... I just love Eilish. I'm she's cool, just man. Just so excited. She's just a good person as yeah. well, and you want to support people that are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Eilish is one of those people who um, this is not this is not me having a oh me moment, but she's one of those artists. When I say to people sometimes, oh, like I really like this tune, or if I see her perform and I'm with people. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, I'm so glad I came across this. She's one of those artists who people will find surprising that I'm into. <laughs> I was just like, she she makes good music, but they're just like, oh, she's not hip-hop or, like, <laughs> you're too hard for this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I can be pop too. <laughs> but she's really cool. Like, the fact that she can turn people's heads and and make people appreciate the fact that her voice is so different and she just she works so meticulously on things which is why i think her and gab japanese wallpaper are a good pairing totally. when it comes to working on music because he's very similar in that respect it just elevates the you know that dynamic a bit more yeah well um we'll hear a bit of patterns definitely still listen to smfy as well i remember saying that really wrong on the interview episode so that's why i'm very cautious about the way i say it now <laughs> bit of patterns by eilis gilligan and we'll be back Instruments aside, did you know that Yamaha has a home entertainment selection so you can bring that trademark sound quality home? Choose from a range of Bluetooth speakers, soundbars, and even full home theatre fit-outs that both music and movie fans will enjoy. Visit them on Instagram or Facebook at Yamaha AVAU. Hey, Soaps. Hey, Gemma. What song would you like to talk about <laughs> next? Um, this tune is called Daily, and it's by... A new artist from Adelaide. Her name is Elsie. Okay, I did listen to the right song. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, again, cool. when I when I was linked this, this is a re relatively recent release too. Um, but when I was first linked to it, um, it was probably my naivety coming into play because I know her from performing with the Playback Eight Hundred Eight Crew, which is quite a popular up-and-coming hip-hop collective in Adelaide. For some reason, I thought it was going to be in that vein. Yeah. But then I listened to it, I was just like, oh, wow, this is just like great mix of like pop and like kind of that tropical vibe too. It's really up, upbeat, uplifted. Um, and it's going to put her on the map for next year, I reckon. There's, there's a lot of good things happening with Elsie 
in terms of collaborations and her own projects that she's working on. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. The song is a lot of fun. And she's she's kind of captured the energy of being a young like a, a young artist just just having fun with it and her voice is awesome yeah you can hear the positivity that comes through um and it's just really unfiltered i love it yeah it moves I've, i found it interesting because it moves very quickly through a few different styles early on yeah and then it kind of settles in and, and yeah. works its way through so I found that a really interesting dynamic, Yeah. Uh, wondering what she was going for. It was, it was almost, this is going to sound strange, but it was almost like an overture for a play Yeah. Um, that then goes into the totally. play. Totally, totally. Like you, you get a taste of everything that's going to happen, yeah. and then it all happens. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Yeah, she's, um, I feel like, it's, I definitely get where you're coming from. Like it feels like there's a lot of different sorts of threads going on. Yeah. But when she settles into that pocket, like, she feels that groove and she just, she lets fly. Yeah. Um, she's on a track with a rapper called Purpose, who is the latest signing to the Golden Era record label. Yeah. Um, and so I was really glad to see that, to hear that feature. But then when I got linked to this track, I was just like, oh, thank God she's got her own, she's got her own place to kind of yeah really thrive um but yeah she's got some big things happening next year so i'm really excited to see where she goes but this is a really cool taste of you know just who she is and and it's a good indicator of you know where she's going yeah sick all right this is a bit of daily by elsie i listened to the right song i was a bit worried that i listened <laughs> to the wrong song now you got it but this is definitely the right song as soon as as soon as I saw that she was from Adelaide, yeah, that's right. Okay, here we mm-hmm. go. I can't wait to make you mine. And you're always on my mind. Stuck in different places. Okay, um, uh, I've chosen Make Me Uncomfortable by Severa. It came out probably March. It was quite early in the year. Um, Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Yes, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. Um, this one has existed in my brain for a long time. So since I first heard it, uh, which was on actually because of uh, Becky Witten, who is AFA. Um, when she was on an episode, she chose this song. And since then, I've been obsessed. Like, actually obsessed with it. I don't know how many times I've listened to it. Um, it's actually absurd. If you look at their Spotify plays, probably at least half of them are me. Um, it's kind of eerie. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about it that gets me every time. And the, the outro kills me mm-hmm. um and it's just kind of this almost spoken wordish kind of thing where it repeats yeah um and it uh yeah it's it's eerie the video is really stunning and it matches the song really well yeah um so if you haven't seen that definitely watch the video because there's obviously a lot of work that's gone into that video too and uh from my artist manager days videos were the most difficult thing to organize like a nightmare if i could avoid doing a video i would and i know that sounds bad but fire out there's so so much (laughs) um i'm going back to me being a distracted person which i'm a bit like that today (laughs) um this song always kind of pulls me in and and takes my takes my focus Mm -hmm. and i always focus right in on it like I have a couple of playlists that we play in the office at work and every time this song comes on, I usually work with my headphones on listening to a podcast or something, but um, every time I hear this song come on, I take off my headphones and listen to the song and then I'll put my headphones back on. There's just something about it that you can't miss an opportunity to hear it. Yeah. Um, her, her voice is really cool and, yeah, I don't know, just everything about this song is incredible and it's different and, um, yeah, it kind of is a bit off-putting. Makes you feel a bit off kilter. It's a bit disjointed. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Um, I definitely feel like this is another one of your car songs. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is why, because I was just like, oh, I don't think I've heard this. And then when I was listening to it, I'm like, no, I've definitely heard <laughs> it. Um, I like that it's a bit off-center. Yeah. Um, pro tip, I listen to this in full immersion mode on my neuro headphones. <laughs> Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Actually, Patterns by Eilish is another good one to listen to. Yeah, the that was the one that you listened to, right? On mine. Um, it's completely immersive. Yeah. You know, and it it does snatch your attention. It commands its presence very well. Um, and it's... It's probably criminally underrated this yeah. year, if I'm honest. People don't talk about them enough. Yeah. I um, hope that changes. Yeah. But they get, then again, I'm like, I kind of want them to just be a little gem. <laughs> appreciate it. That's really selfish of me, and I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's the, when you use the word eerie, I feel like that's a perfect word to describe it because you kind of feel like there's – it's it's – kind of haunting like you, yeah, yeah. you feel haunting like there's, there's something there's something else kind of simmering underneath it yeah um and it feels like you can with each listen you're kind of picking up something different yeah and you're diving in a little bit deeper which is really cool so i'm glad you chose this one because it made me return to it i was just like oh wow yeah it's one of those songs that when you talk about 2018, this song kind of represents it in a way for me because yeah. this is a song that I've been listening to a lot all year. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just – it's stunning. I don't – I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to make it worse for everyone. I, instead, <laughs> just listen to a bit of this song. Have a listen. And then listen to the whole thing and then go and love C. Vera. So this That's is Make Me Uncomfortable. S-E-A-V-E-R-A. Yes. If you want to look it up online. I'll also put links in the show notes. Of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make me uncomfortable by Sivera. Most of the time, but in my head, I hold and a million stop signs. Would you call it peace? Take away from my skin, put my nose on this record. I'm really excited about your last song, Sos. Yeah, me too. This is one that I would have chosen if you hadn't. Oh, really? This is like um, the Kira Puru track. Oh, yes. This is when um, tension. Yes. This is the tension of this podcast. We fought over it last time. <laughs> I won. You win this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is Native Tongue by Mojo Juju. Yes. It's possibly one of the most significant Australian releases of this year. Um. Mojo Mojo is another artist who I feel thrives on perfectionism. Um, each release that she has worked on that I've heard has been really striking. Um, if you put, say if you put this song against Think Twice, which I think came out either at the beginning of this year or maybe it was last year. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was last year. Last year makes more sense. They're so different in sound, but she brings the emotional depth and weight to both. Yeah. And that's what you pick up about all of her music. That's what you go to first. And with this one, I mean, you could listen to this track and marvel at it for its the, the, the brutal nature of her lyrical delivery. You could listen to it for the production masterfully handled by Jolistics, I'll add. You could listen to it for you could listen to it and watch the music video. Which just won a J Award. Which won a J Award, it was Aria nominated. Should have won the Aria. <laughs> but the fact that you could take a song and break it down into those into that many factors, I don't feel like many other songs have done that this year, at least for me. Yeah. Um it's incredibly personal. It brings up a lot of a lot of conversations that should be had in our society. The fact that was it Andrew Bolt? Yeah. Oh, fuck. fuck. 
fuck Andrew Bell. But the fact that it's gone to onto those radars, yeah. I feel like says something because it's made people feel uncomfortable where they should be feeling uncomfortable. Um, and it just shows that Mojo is a songwriter who is not afraid of kind of opening up wounds. Mm. And I guess potentially, I don't want to say that she's healing through all of this, but as a listener, I feel like we're being given an insight into somebody who has got such a colourful and vibrant personal history and it's a personal history that can be related to by a lot of other people living yeah. in Australia right now. Um, and I just love it. As part of the the whole record too, it, mm. it's so it's so good. Um, there's a the the lyrics in this are super descriptive and storytelling. But there's one lyric in particular that I liked a lot. Um, it was I will. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Not apologize for taking up this space. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really uh, good lyric, for lack of a better word, but I think it's relevant to a lot of um, different situations Absolutely. as well. Um, that for me was like kind of my favorite part of the song is that lyric but the whole thing's stunning and then claudia did such a great job mm. with the video and they worked so well together yeah it's um it's a shame that not more people can appreciate it for the piece of art that it is Absolutely. and not taking offense to it or or being frustrated by yeah. it but it's, mean, a, it's a stunning song yeah i mean i f i'd like to think that part of the reason why people do take offense to it is because it's it's kind of rattled something that they know in themselves to be true yeah and they can't they're not at that stage where they can address it themselves so i'm hoping down the line this can be seen as an icebreaker yeah you know um and yeah if you've seen mojo at any of the live shows recently Again, she's just got a way of making people feel so uncomfortable, but I love it. Yeah. And shouts to Yo, who's in her band. Yes, who just toured. And Slapping Yo's actually my neighbour, so we found that out recently. Slapping the bass. Um, love him. Yeah. He, he's into footy now, so send him footy stuff. <laughs> he goes for the cats, which is disappointing, but still, well, Yo's you know, great. They can't be 100% great all the time. <laughs> all right, well, let's hear some <laughs> of Native Tongue by Mo Mojo Juju, and I'll come back with my last. I don't speak my father's native tongue I was born under the southern sun I don't know where I belong I don't know where I belong Okay. I just I just told so I'm sorry if I go weird here so I should tell all of you guys that too. Um, the last song that I've chosen is the first new song of 2018 I can recall listening to. Um, I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when I first heard this song what because were you doing? I was sitting at my desk at work, not doing much work apparently. No. Um, but it stopped me in my tracks. It gave me goosebumps. It made me feel kind of a bit weird. Um, and then I listened to it probably four or five times on repeat um, at that moment because it just kind of threw me a little bit. Mm. Um, I've chosen Hesitate by Emerson Leaf and Golden Vessel. 
Um, it was the first song that I heard from Emerson Leaf. So uh, you've probably heard this if you've had other episodes, but Emerson Leaf is Caleb from Art of Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and Another underrated band. Yeah, who, yeah. Oh. Um, the the moment I heard it, I knew it would be one of my absolute favourites for the year. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it a lot. I've featured other Emerson Leaf songs on the podcast since then. He and Golden Vessel make such a perfect team. This song, uh, it, everything about it, um, yeah. I'm struggling to find the words because the song's just going through my head and it's distracting me because mm-hmm. um, I, I just think it's oh, so well put together. It's two really mature musical heads working yeah. on something. Um, Caleb's voice is so soulful that it fits this production really perfectly with and, and fitting kind of that whole R&B feeling that I think we don't have a lot of no. here. Um, or we don't have a lot of good representations of it here. Yeah. There are a few. Most of them go into the kind of hip hip hop R and B kind of world. Yeah. Whereas Caleb, it's like electronic R and B. Um, his his voice, everything kind of draws out all your feelings with yeah. it. Um, which is the same as what it did with Artist Sleeping. It just pulls that out of you. Definitely. Um, and and then going into this project, this this song will remain one of my favorites. Uh, I. Yeah, it gives me kind of chills every time I listen to it. I, I play it a lot in the office, and I think people get really sick of me playing the same songs. But um, this one and, and Make Me Uncomfortable by Sevier are the two that represent my year for like for me, and I think they're really, really stunning uh, examples of what Australian music is yeah. and how different it can be. And um, not enough people uh, have acknowledged these two songs for what they are. The other songs that I've spoken about as well, They've all been a lot. Um, these two particularly, probably because they, they came out very early in the year and stuck with me through that whole time. I think that says a lot is that they haven't been overshadowed by anything else. Yeah, um, yeah sorry, I went really strange there and I just, yeah. What did you think of this song? <laughs> I feel like the, when you when you said that they're, you know, they're two very mature musical minds, I feel like that's a perfect way to describe it because it's just... When I first heard this, I'm like, this is, it's going to sound very wanky, <laughs> but it's highly intelligent. Yeah. It's very, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I love about it. There are so many different layers to this track. Isolated, isolate both artists. They're awesome. Yeah. Bring them together. It's a great combo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's. I like music that makes me think more past just the general vibe of it. And this song definitely did that. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for you. So thank you. Yeah, because not enough people have been talking about it, honestly. Totally, but again, it's just it wouldn't be on my radar normally. So yeah. I'm really grateful for that because it means that, you know, if they do more things together or even, you know future projects just on their own i know that that's a standard that i'm gonna get mm. you know yeah which is sure. great yeah i'm yeah i don't know what <laughs> you else defeated i know i just i'm <laughs> defeated I in a know. good I, way i'm sad that i haven't been able to express it as eloquently as i would have liked but um the best thing to do from here is just go and listen to the song so yeah. this is a bit of hesitate by emerson leaf and golden vessel Go and listen to the full thing after this. That would be great. We'll be back in a second. Bye. going to talk about two gigs each now and then we'll leave you alone for the rest of the year so so tell me about another gig australian gig you liked this year or loved okay so this was the first time i went to the corner hotel oh, see i keep forgetting <laughs> i'm in uv okay the other day you said to me um i'm going northgate social club for the first time and i'm like 
Sars what? Yeah, no. And then I realized you're from Adelaide. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I mean, we have five music venues, but the, like it just that was a bit criminal because I don't really live that far from the North. No, it's like halfway between our houses. I know. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I I went to the corner. Lie. The second time I've been to the corner. Um, but it was for the final show, I believe, of the Bamboos recent album tour for nighttime people yeah and um again it was like i said this about the sampa the great show in the last episode but this one was like it it was a lot of fun because it was a hometown show but when you're not from the hometown and you only have memories of what a band is like when they visit adelaide or whatever which is also a lot of fun it's like it's like being a fly on the wall yeah so you get to see what the hometown crowds are like, and it was pumping and seeing like a nine piece band on that stage at the corner, all, all just playing incredibly well. It was probably one of the best shows I've seen this year. Cause again, you're all seeing musicians who are incredibly tight. Mm. The dynamic is incredibly well, um, well formed very well oiled machine the bamboos are um but yeah you're seeing musicians who are just excellent at their instruments from the brass section to lance on guitar he's possibly one of the best band leaders in the country without a doubt um and then you've got kylie's voice like she's incredible yeah um and yeah the crowd was rocking with it and it's for a packed out corner hotel and that was i feel like we were going into finals footy finals yeah so yeah like the corner, I, I didn't go out the much corner then. was like rammed with football fans as well yeah and it was just there was a really kind of heavy vibe there that night yeah. but again they're they're one of melbourne's best exports um so shouts to them i'll go see them anytime because <laughs> you can just be guaranteed like they're going to put a smile on your face and yeah. i love going to see live music when and I've said this time and time again, when you just see musicians who are in the pocket, when they're incredibly, like their talents are just so well-defined, mm. it just provides such a great environment to be a music fan in. Yeah. You know, it reminds me why I love going to shows. Yeah. Well, I'm going to follow that up by talking about Paul Dempsey. <laughs> it feels mm. relevant. Um. So I mentioned this because I was so amazed by it on the episode with Liz, but um, I was very lucky to receive a ticket to see Paul Dempsey at the recital center for my birthday from Sabby, who's the greatest person ever. Um, (sighs) So jealous. That looked like such a good show. Um, So everything about this show was kind of a little bit weird because I'm so used to seeing... Paul Dempsey in the context of a pub where he's talking over rowdy people and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. And this, it was just a bit different. Yeah. Um, but also the same. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like a weird parallel universe kind of thing. It kind of, because I only just, I went to the recital center for the first time last week. <laughs> um, Who did you would, see that? Sorry? Who did you see that? It was the Age Music Victoria Awards. Oh, yeah. Um, but... That stage, I would imagine, would it would be the environment that would make it weird. It's like when I saw um, Nick Cave at the Adelaide Festival Centre. It was weird because you're so used to being close with that artist. Yeah. But when you were in the theatre, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Um, although I do appreciate a seated gig. Well, me too. Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's a... We all know that he's an incredible songwriter. We all know that the music that he makes is amazing and um, his voice is is really, really great. Mm-hmm. But his his perspective on music I think is really fascinating, which is why I think that Shotgun Karaoke record oh God, was so was good. so good. Because I think that his, his take on music is that bit different to what yeah. other people do. And then the fact that he smashes out these sorts of covers just him and a guitar mm. is amazing so he did a bowie cover um 
that night as well, which just blew me away, which I've, I've seen him play it before, but it was just different. And then he was in awe of the room he was able to play in, um, which added to it because you could see that he was excited about yeah. being there. Um, I just wish it had gone longer because, you know, when you do I, stuff at I the recital centre. I feel that way after seeing him. Yeah. Because um, his, his banter in between is always so great. And, yeah. like, every yeah, it was just – I I really enjoyed it. It was a really nice way to kind of um, cap off a, a year of music in a way by going to see him play there. Just the stage was bare. It was just him. He had a guitar on a stand behind him and then the stand for the guitar sure. he had – Never played the second guitar, which I thought was weird. Um, and that was it. And it was just him, microphone, and, yeah, it was just a very cool experience. And it would be awesome if other artists could afford to do sure. more things like this because I know it's incredibly expensive to do something like that. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Shotgun Karaoke album still remains one of my favourites. Yeah. Favourite projects of his. Um, Each cover is... Incredible. Another musician with consistently great artwork too. Mm. So. I think down the line, like in decades to come, he'll be up there with Paul Kelly. I think generation. he's got he's to be. And totally. It sounds like a big comment, but it it's a big call. But I genuinely think that for there's something for Kate generation and in and terms of how prolific he is. Absolutely, he's such a great storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. That's it. What are you apologising for? <laughs> What's your final gig you'd like to talk about? Um, West Theberton. Another Adelaide bloody they're, artist. Look, we're taking over. Like bloody Adelaide. Um, no, they're fine. <laughs> they've had a massive year this year. Um, and they have just been, they've been touring like maniacs. They've been overseas. They've been touring Australia with like The Living End and just on their own shows as well they've been killing it but i saw them when they played at the tote mm-hmm. again first time i went to the tote it was also the night that the demons got thrashed by hey why do you have to talk about this again it was another f- like it was okay an- melbourne didn't get thrashed ever this year they got beaten was it an impre- well, okay the Are reason why the west I say- coast game the reason why i say they got thrashed was okay, because just thrashed i like coast. left the tote and there was like demon scarves just trodden on the road okay yeah that was the final yeah that was a sad final (laughs) um anyway it's the first time i went to the tote but can i just say i go for the swans and not melbourne so i don't know why i got so defensive (laughs) just then sorry um first time i went to the tote it reminded me of the crown and anchor hotel in adelaide so if there are any adelaide listeners that's a good reference you'll get that it's kind of divey but it's it's a great institution exactly and um Again, having come from the same city, I've been able to watch this band grow over the years. They're really good friends of mine. And again, seeing them not in our hometown was really awesome because they had a packed out crowd. And I think it was on, it was on like a Monday, or a Sunday or a Monday night. And it was ridiculous. Like just seeing how well all seven of them work together, seeing how well the their album is realised live now. They're just such a tight band. Mm. And um, they were on tour with Pissed Idiots and SM Jenkins, oh, yeah. who's Joe Syme from Big Scary, the yep. band. And again, it was just such a cool lineup of of of, of harder music. And, um, yeah, it was one of those shows where I was just like, I'm really glad I was here for this because they're just going to be playing bigger venues. Yeah. Which they are now. Yeah, So totally. it was cool. It was, And I know that they've played a show more recently at Cherry Bar, which I would gather would have had the same kind of energy, but I'm, I feel like them at the Tote was – it was definitely The Tote is the perfect venue for them, yeah. Totally. To- yeah. To- totally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but – God, that was a really bad joke. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Yeah, please do. Um, okay, I'll, yes. I'll do what my last your gig. last one? Um, so we can wrap this up. Um, this gig uh, is as much about the music as it was about my enjoyment just being there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fields played a show. I don't think it was a single launch as much as it just was a show yeah. um, at the Grace Darling. Maybe September, October. 
Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah, it was pretty recently. Um, and I genuinely just had the best night. Um, it was it was kind of like a big collection of just a lot of friends and yeah. people that you know through other people or that are in other bands, and there are a lot of other musicians there and all that sort of stuff. I think it was a testament to um, James as a person. A lot of people want to be friends. He's developed so much. Yeah, and in the they. Last year. He's he's friends with a lot of artists. He works with like collaborates with a lot of artists. He's done a lot of production in the past year as well for other people. So it was a really nice collection of people at the show. So it was kind of just like a catch up with everyone. Mm-hmm. And then he went on stage and just blew everyone away. Yeah. Um, his drummer was late, notoriously late, um, to the point where. Uh, Jared from Bad Pony jumped in and played the drum part um, at the last moment. Um, It was still seamless. And then Jono got on stage halfway through and both of them played drums together. Oh, Jono. His voice is great. He's such a good songwriter. Mm. And it was just fun. It was so much fun. And then Rhiannon Murpire, um, she came on because they've since released um, Bloody Mary, which she features on. They sang that together as well, and it was just such a good vibe, and I had that's I had cool. such a good time, and that's why I wanted to point it out is that, like, the music is very much a part of going to a gig, totally. Um, but also the the crowd experience yeah. and your enjoyment around it can make or break the gig. You may be having it may be your favorite artist ever, but if the crowd sucks, like, it can actually ruin it for you. And I've this heard was that a, a really few times this year. Yeah, and this was a really good example of. It was just flipping great. I had I came home and I was like, I love music. Mm. I really like music. And mm. it was just kind of leaves you in that state of this is great. This yeah. is why we do this. Totally. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, Jared from Bad Pony was there. So the, the Kilns guys were there. Rat Hammock were all there. Murpire, yeah. obviously. Um, all our exes live in Texas. There, yeah. I, Roe supported as well. Eaglemont also supported. It just... Yeah, just a nice collection of musicians. It's good when that happens. Yeah, that genuinely were enjoying the show as well. They weren't just there because it was, it was their friend. Someone's friend. They were there because they're friends, but they also really liked the music. Um, yeah. Jenna, who's been playing guitar for Alex Leahy, was there. It was just really nice, and I had I had such a good time. So that's, that's awesome. why I want to talk well, about. Well, hopefully, um, there will be more of those experiences in the new year. Yes, I want to get out to more shows. I feel like I didn't go to as many this year. Yeah, I feel but like it was an off year for me as well. But 2019, kicking it in the butt. I know, this this big new project <laughs> might prevent me from going to as many shows as I'd like next year as well. Anyway, um, thank you for coming on to Thanks do this year rap episode. Me. Two episodes. Um, I'm really excited to share some news with everyone early in the new year. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, please keep listening to local music. Please stream it legally to help artists out. And as much as I've just said I didn't go to many gigs this year, go try to, to go to music. gigs. Yeah, it, live music. It's a good vibe. Um, yeah, just supporting local artists can actually make the difference between um, them kind of keeping afloat or them yeah. having to put things to the side. Or, you know, it could even make the difference in them just wanting to keep performing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of musicians sometimes get really disillusioned. Yeah. Like whether people are listening or not. And sometimes even if it's having five people at their shows. That, that they don't know. The yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, sick. Anything you want to end the year on, Sirs, by saying? Um, I think, you know, again, it, although I know that when we're heading into the end of the year, it's all about the summer festivals and seeing the big name bands. If you are going to these festivals, turn up early in mm-hmm. the day. See the bands who are on at the beginning of each lineup. Because, I mean, on one hand, six months down the line, they're probably going to be headlining, or at least they'll be in that top end. Yeah. And also, you know, the these are experiences for the musicians. Like, they're massive. So you should definitely go be part of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, also... <laughs> Non-music related. Prepare mm. yourselves for the AFLW, which is starting on the <laughs> 2nd of February. That's what my eyes are set on. Uh, so I'll be looking who at... You, who have you got your money on? I don't bet, but I what, go for me? Melbourne in the Women's League. Okay. Um, I hope they do well. But it, this year's going to be... Oh, next season, 
is going to be fascinating because there's been so much player movement. And you know, as soon as you start me talking about football, I'll go too far. <laughs> so I'm going to stop it right here. But try to go to things like that because that that's that is actually the AFLW community is actually very close to the music community, especially in Melbourne. The games are free. Go along, support these women. Yeah. Um, Beck Goring, who I had on, is a player for Geelong. So th- there's a lot of crossover. So please go and support those women. They would appreciate it just as much as musos do when mm-hmm. you go to their shows. Um, anyway, let's wrap this up. Have a great um, holidays, everyone. Yeah, if you get holidays, have a great holiday. If you don't, um, enjoy no traffic on the road. And oh, how good is that? That's why I'm still going to work. Um, and, yeah, I'll be back in the new year with, yeah, some exciting news and more episodes of Australian Jams. Yes. Thanks, so. Bye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.